Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another bite-sized political podcast. Hope this one finds you well, and thanks so much for tuning in and listening to me. So let me talk to you about the social credit score system, the whole fruits of digital ID that we keep talking about because we think it's important, and yet the mainstream media, by and large, pays no attention to it, or rather they prefer to ignore it. And I wanted to play you a clip uh, from the IMF, no less, the International Monetary Fund. And they're having a bit of a chat about uh, social credit scores. Listen to this and tell me what you think. That's a valuable day. Hang on. Bo, just a quick question. When you look out at, at what's happening so far in this sphere, mm -hmm. uh, do you see any ways in which you know, the transaction data is so helpful are being used now or, or could be used or should be put into a plan? Just any specific example. Well, I can give you one example in China because I personally experienced it, right? Those transaction data can be utilized by service providers in credit underwriting in the sense that, you know, those transaction data in terms of how many coffee I drink every day, where I buy coffee, do I use uh, Uber every day? And what kind of working hours I have? Those non-traditional data can be very useful for financial service providers to give me a credit score. And based on a credit score, the financial service provider give me a credit line without any face-to-face -face due diligence. That's a big saving because traditionally, you know, banks, they need to do due diligence. They need to meet with us face to face. Mm -hmm. They need to even visit my home if they want to give me a home equity loan, right? Uh -huh. So there's a lot of cost associated with traditional credit underwriting. But the non-traditional credit underwriting is based on data. And there is no need for face-to-face -face meeting. And okay. it's much faster and much cheaper. And that's a way to create value. And we see a lot of that already in China because we have very good mobile payment system in China. And those service providers, they are providing a lot of additional financial service in addition to payment. Right. And that can be very profitable. And that's the value we are talking about to make it attractive to private sector players to join this ecosystem. Ecosystem, I think he means prison system actually. I'm not too sure those are the correct words, but I think we get the, uh, uh, we get the gist of what he's saying. So uh, basically, once you've got your digital uh, currency, then they will be able to control your behaviors. How many coffees should you have in the day? Uh, which restaurant should you should should you go to? How often? What do you buy? Well, how many how many calories do you take a day? How much meat do you consume a day? And of course, what they can do is, because he's making it very clear that by them having digital ID, they access your, uh, your, your, your purchases, your purchasing, purchasing behavior in real time. So he's right. You don't have to have face-to-face -face meetings to determine credit score because you're now being completely controlled remotely by your own behavior, by your own um, the things that you do. And this is, the, this is exactly what they want to have in the West. So let's not think that it's just the Chinese. I don't think we should think like that. This is what the West wants as well. This is what globalists want everywhere. 
They want digital ID because they will then control what you do. They'll say, oh, David, hang on a second. This is we see this as your third coffee of the day. I'm afraid that's not going to be possible. So we'll have to disable um, the, your ability to, uh, to, to pay for it. And you don't get it. Or, oh, David, you've now had three steaks this week. That's too many because of, you know, carbon footprint needs. We've got to get to zero carbon, remember, David. So I'm afraid we can't facilitate that payment. Uh, oh, you're going to protest 15-minute cities, I can see, because you were in Oxford last week. I'm afraid that's negative behavior. We're going to have to downgrade your credit score. Oh, you protest against digital IDs. Boom, you're in prison. So you get the impression. I mean, you can see exactly how these freaks want to use this. This is rampant authoritarianism, uh, totalitarianism. They want to control and the ultimate control they can get off you, from over you rather, is it's going to be through that digital ID that you will have uh, on your phone or imprinted in the chip in your brain, wherever it is. That's how they will gain control of you. And then once you're linked back into the grid in terms of your behaviors, then they can set their algorithms to control exactly what you do, nudge your behaviors in the directions that they want punish you if your behaviors go in the wrong way, and in every other way, uh, treat you as a chattel of the digital state. That's why digital IDs are absolutely a no-no, digital currencies even worse. But the news is that they're still working away in these digital currencies. Now, I know there is some hope that they may fail just by virtue of, as we've talked about before, the overstretch that they're involved in. But, it does, it, but we can't help but recognize just how malevolent their minds are that they would want to do this and take humanity to all of us. Uh, certainly if we're on the digital uh, and, and, uh, uh, part of the digital globe, um, take us to these digital prisons. Uh, and then in their digital prisons, we can most definitely stay in our little 15 minute cells and we'll be allowed out twice a day for exercise. They've learned some of the lessons from lockdown and they want to apply them comprehensively and, um, and universally. And that's, I think, where this social credit score, which is coming, is so particularly malignant. Thanks for listening.